Hello, and you're very welcome to Season 2 of the Jameson Graduate Programme Podcast. This is a six-episode series focusing on a different part of the Jameson International Graduate Programme each week. These episodes aim to share insights onto how the programme supports you both professionally and personally from both past and present brand ambassadors. You'll get to know all about that serious character we look for in candidates. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Paula Phelan, our Philippines Brand Ambassador. Paula will be talking to us all about staying connected, the power of peer-to-peer learning. Paula, how are you? Hi, good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Paula, a fellow brand ambassador, a fellow year three of the programme. Um, How does it feel? We're on a third year. I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. It's good to see you. It's been a while. I know, I know. You don't look old. Oh, thanks. You look great. But yeah, no, it it feels like a long time ago when we started on the programme. So much has happened. Yes, so little has happened. We've been in lockdown for a lot of that. But uh, no, it's been been fun. And Paula, we're here to talk about, I guess, peer-to-peer learning. Yeah. And then staying connected. But I guess I want to, before going into the topic itself, I want to talk a bit about yourself. Yeah. What is your background before you join the Jameson International Graduate Programme? Okay, so my name is Paula. I'm 28 and I studied business with French in WIT, Waterford Institute of Technology. So I'm from Waterford, from the sunny southeast. Um, and yeah, loved my course, loved business. I specialise in management, but I always kind of had an eye for marketing and I, I was stuck between the two streams in final year when you have to stream into either of them. Um, so yeah, when I left college then, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I started working on the promotional team at a radio station down in the southeast called Beat 102.03. So I was working there for a while and it kind of just snowballed a bit and I ended up on air for two years, which was really fun. Um, so I loved that. And then the Jameson International Graduate Programme is something that has always popped up, whether it's been online or even just hearing about it from other people. And I had my eyes on it since college. And then the radio thing kind of just went and I just went with it. Um, and I was like, no, do you know what? I want to go back and apply for this. And I think the radio side of things definitely helped me, brought mm. out my confidence. Um, I also shed layers of my dignity on social media for that radio station. <laughs> so when it came to... <laughs> making the video. <laughs> when it came to making that video for the application, it was a walk in the park. <laughs> Which is funny because I guess, look, we, we talk about it often, but the video is what scares people the most. But it turned me off. When I remember helping my friend in the uh, library in college plan out his and I helped him record it. And he's like, right, now let's do yours. And I was like, no. I chickened out completely and I don't know why because I'm not, I'm not necessarily shy but um, I think you just you feel like you've nothing to say mm. but then when you sit down with a pen and paper you realise how much you've been involved in how many I don't know from anything like clubs societies everything um, to even just like hobbies and stuff if you take a pen to paper you'll, you'll be surprised what you come up and with and then with people video. as well like I mean we talk about what, what we look for in the graduate programme we want people who are willing to step outside of their comfort zone exactly and if, if making a video is in your comfort zone Exactly. You know, there you go. There, there's step one. <laughs> so one, you applied for the program. Yes. Um, back in 20, was it 18 when you applied? 2019. 2019. Well, 20. the, started the application in 2018. 
That's when we, we would have. And then the 2019 was 20, the January. Yeah, okay, well, maybe All you these started years, in I just... 2018. <laughs> I was very late to the... <laughs> I decided, like, I was very last minute because I was working full-time in a job for the last three years. So I was like, God, do I want to go back? And I was like, no, I do. So I knew I really wanted it. So I was a bit, yeah, late to the, to the party with the application. But no, I got it in. And yeah, we both were... Accepted in 2019. We brought out in 20, I, I remember your presentation on Mrs. Finch. Is that her name? <laughs> Mrs. Hinch. Mrs. Hinch. <laughs> uh, and you came up with the, with the rubber with the rubber gloves, yeah. and you talked about all about how you was it. That was your innovation one, wasn't it? Uh, it was yeah. all about how a, innovative she is. A person, place, or brand that you think is innovative. And I I remember I was I had the rubber gloves, a duster, an apron, and I was trying to put the apron on. I thought you were the, I thought you were a cleaner for Irish <laughs> just delivered for a second. I was like, geez, she's picked the wrong time to go cleaning. Uh, well, I was sweating going up. I was so nervous. Especially with the rubber gloves and everything. Of course. Um, but yeah, no. You just kind of have to, you have to put yourself out there. I also, uh, sorry, I, before we go back on track and to the topic of the of the episode, I remember Eva Garrity, shout out to Eva Garrity, speaking of, of, of sweating, I know for her two-minute uh, presentation, she wore 13 t-shirts. Oh, I remember that. She wore 13 t-shirts. And I remember the morning off, it was quite a warm morning, and we walked in and this girl was wearing this massive, like, puffy <laughs> jumper. And I was like, is she not roasting? Little did I know she had another 13 jumpers on, 13 t-shirts underneath I would have passed out before the presentation. <laughs> Surprised she didn't. Um, but yes, so, so you did the application process and then you were told you got the program. Where was your first year, I guess two years of placement? Uh, yeah, so I was sent to Indonesia um, and I had never been to Asia, let alone Indonesia or anything. So uh, yeah, it was landed in Jakarta and it was definitely a, a culture shock, but uh, an amazing one. And I was there for two years then in the end. What was those two years like for you? I guess, what was your, your role um, over there? And it just okay. So yeah, Jameson uh, in Asia, but in particularly in Indonesia was is quite new or like young shall we say um so getting that brand awareness um and kind of like share mind getting people talking about the brand is still in the early stages so we had to do a lot of like groundwork a lot of brand education i think i trained probably every bartender in jakarta <laughs> <laughs> and that's well over i'm gonna say 2000 okay. uh more probably uh, like it, brand education uh was key but it's it was a great way of getting out there and meeting people as well. So um, it really helped me kind of get to grips with the industry that I was working in over there because mm. hospitality is different in every country. Uh, so it really kind of, yeah, helped me, introduce me to the hospitality industry over there, introduce me to some people that went on to be like my best pals over there. Um, and yeah, so it was really just kind of the basics, brand education, getting people talking about Jameson. That was really it in my first year. And then in my second year, it was more, we kind of did a few more kind of big events or activations. Of course, they were virtual because we were still battling COVID and lockdowns and stuff. But um, yeah, in the second year kind of took a bit of a step into the, the marketing side of things, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, and we had Jameson Connects Indonesia, which was a big virtual platform that we launched uh, to do with music and giving kind of artists uh, in the indie music scene in Indonesia a chance to share their music and stuff. So that's something I'm really proud of. Um, so yeah, I think my two years there were very, uh, very full on, very hands on and stuff, but uh, very, very beneficial. It sounds as each year progressed, you kind of got more responsibility. A little bit, yeah. And I think I felt more comfortable in the role myself. Mm. Um, like doing uh, tastings and trainings and brand education is, is very, like once I was doing that for a few months, you just get used to it. You can do one 
in your sleep. So I think, yeah, it was like a natural step to be able to kind of move on then and, and take a step into kind of the more marketing side of things and actually plan and execute events and stuff. One quick cool. question. What was it? Because look, you mentioned there that Jameson is a small brand. So coming from Ireland, where as we know, Jameson is such a huge brand and everyone knows what Jameson is. What was that like going over to a country where, you know, it's very, very, well, in, in terms of comparison to the Irish market? Yeah. So... Were you surprised? Were you like, what do you mean you don't you know? You don't know? You don't yeah. know. Well, when I got there, yeah, the population is so big. So there is a huge <clears> amount of people that do know about it, but then there's equally amount of people that don't know about it. Uh, whereas in Ireland, yeah, it's like, you know it since you're a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your grand has been drinking it since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just like a household item in Ireland, really. Um, but yeah, I guess over there, as the, gra- the brand began to grow, and I guess I seeded myself in the hospitality industry. So more, more and more bartenders were using our product, talking about our product. So I, even in the two years that I was there, I saw a big jump in like the buzz around the brand, which was amazing to see. Um, and yeah, I guess it just, it's a challenge. It was a challenge for me and Kieran Highland, who's... Big yeah. to <laughs> I was going to say my bro. <laughs> Me and him call each other bro. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was a challenge for us, but it was um, it a, was a welcome challenge. A welcome challenge. Yeah. Um, and I guess like you meet people that might know Jameson, but they don't know it's even Irish. So they think it's a cool brand, um, and they're like, "Yeah, Jameson's so cool. I was drinking it with my friends at the weekend," but they don't know anything about it. And that was our job, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah. step in and kind of to reiterate the taste, the quality and, and the history, yeah, the heritage. history and the, and the brand. Yeah. And so I guess you've finished up with your two years in Indonesia. Where are you based now? So, well, I'm based, well, based, from, yeah. <laughs> based from my bedroom in Waterford at the moment, but uh, I'm working with the Philippines team. So I'm so excited. Hopefully we'll get out there early next year. Uh, the team are amazing. We just had our virtual, um, we had a virtual staff party online earlier and the team, the, the morale over there is great. So I can't wait to get out there. What um, city are you based out of? Manila. Yes. Mm. So uh, it's, I'd say it's similar to Jakarta, a bit smaller, I've heard, but um, similar in terms of, you know, skyscrapers, lots of traffic, bit of pollution. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to get out there um, and, and just kind of take on a new challenge. I even noticed from speaking to the team and like working on the projects that we're working on now that there's even a whole different um, outlook on Jameson over there compared to Indonesia. Like Asian markets are quite similar, but they have similarities, but the differences are so big too. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting out there and to really getting to know our local consumers out there more so. Because I kind of took for granted that I knew Indonesia like the back of my hand and I knew our target market in Indonesia so yeah I have to put a bit of a different hat on now when I'm going over there yeah, it's nice to get that new experience though yes. and you, you probably feel more confident going over after your two years definitely and we, we talk about confidence and I guess confidence and we talk about growth in the program um, and you're here to talk to us today about I guess staying connected and peer-to-peer learning yeah do you want to talk to us about that and how I guess that has helped you in the last two years in your program yeah so definitely like my biggest inspiration on this program is other brand ambassadors like Mm. I rely on like chatting and discussing ideas and seeing how other people do things in other markets so much um when I'm doing my job wherever I am so when um the grad team were setting up like an actual official program like a peer-to-peer mentoring program I was like well yeah sign me up straight away because I do that anyway like I reach out to to everyone and and get ideas from them anyway and for people listening I guess that that um, mentoring program falls under our, you know, falls under our learning approach, which is 
702010 uh, learning model. And if anyone wants to know a bit more about that or the whole distill your own success model that we have, you can listen to episode five of season, season one, where we had Anna Angola, who went into great detail about that. Yeah. Uh, but this falls under the 20% of learning. Yeah. Um, and it's, sorry, continue. So yeah, no, it's 20% social learning. So yeah, yes. like from each other. Um, so yeah, when they were setting up that official uh, mentoring program called Better Together, I was I couldn't have signed up quick enough. And what what is the program that? So basically, the grad team paired us second years we were at the time uh, with a. You make it sound like it was like ten years ago. I know. <laughs> back Feels way like back when. Back in our day. When we were in the year two of the program. <laughs> um, Sorry, you've thrown me off. <laughs> <laughs> they paired us up with, with a, a year three. Yes, they paired us up with a year three. Um, and it was just someone to kind of have a monthly catch up with mm-hmm. um, to discuss work stuff, but also to kind of just have someone to lean on. Like people that are on the program understand that sometimes it is difficult when we live away. Um, and in particularly in the last two years, like if you're living away, you might miss home or... And you have all the like cultural aspects of living in a different culture and that as well. So even to have someone to just like bounce those, um, bounce those kind of things off as well was was hugely beneficial. Um, but again, I think it differs from that like traditional employee management relationship. Like although they were year threes and they were ahead of us, they were going through the same thing that we were we we're going through right then yeah. and there. So to have someone that understands that on the ground experience and that has um, that has lived through it and that's sti- that was still going through it was, was hugely beneficial. And as we, we, you know, we talked about there of your journey in Indonesia and, and the differences one year makes is, is huge, um, especially for you know year ones this year when, when they sign up for the mentoring program, you know what they'll get from a year three is a, is a two year gap essentially, you know, yeah. and, and it's mad because that two years makes a huge difference. Totally. And, and learning from someone, as you said, who's gone through the similar experience, and some of them might have been in the same markets. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's great to have someone that you can lean on, who is, I guess, a, a colleague. Yeah. Um, but also a friend. A friend, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, shout out to Niall Healy as well. He was my mentor on the programme. But um, Shout out to Antonia, she was mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me as well, like I would like bounce stuff off Niall in terms of like stuff that I was working on. And I think, I don't know whether it's just me or whether it's just us. It's like in our nature to kind of like not dumb stuff down that we do or like you kind of, like I would tell him a project I'd be working on and I'd be like, oh, well, like, did I really have much of a hand in that? And he was like, yes, Paula, you were in the meetings from the very start. You had like a say in the budget. You had this, you had this. And he was like, that's end to end project management. I was like, actually, do you know what? You're right. Mm. It was. And I, I had so many moments of that in the mentoring program. And he, he kind of just got me to look at stuff in a different way because I guess he was in the position of he was a third year looking at moving off the program, looking at looking back at his three years on the program and kind of like packaging up what he's done and putting it into a CV and and putting it out there to get, um, you know, to move on in his career. Yep. So I think, yeah, he, he tweaked my way of thinking about a lot of stuff, which was, yeah. And what did you, I guess, when you signed up for the program, what was this, was there anything you were hoping to get out of it before you started? Um, I think I'd heard a lot about like mentoring programs, like, or like, you know, I'd hear, oh, he's my mentor. She's my mentor in terms of career. But I'd never, I've never really experienced like, um, like a packaged program like that, if you get me. So mm. I know there's like lots of trainings and stuff to be a mentor or a mentee. And sure, we had um, very good training from uh, Yvonne and Harvest before we set out on our 
mentoring program, which I found hugely beneficial even before going into it. So I guess even when signing up for it, yeah, okay, I wanted that mentoring relationship, but I also wanted to see how a mentoring program worked and what that relationship was like officially, you know, that kind of way. Um, so yeah, and I think having that session with Yvonne from Harvest beforehand to kind of speak to us about, you know, what's expected from a mentor and what's expected from a mentee. Like I never knew that usually going into those sessions, like the mentee is kind of supposed to drive. What drive. The, yeah, I, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, I thought the mentor would just shower you with loads of advice and, <laughs> and confidence and whatever. <laughs> but um, I didn't think the mentee, I thought the mentee was just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, it's totally driven by the mentee. Because I guess it's like what the mentee wants to get out of out of that session. Um, and that changed my whole outlook going into it as well. Um, what did you, is there, is there anything you learned about yourself from doing it? Because you're already great. So what else did you learn? <laughs> um, oh God, that's a tough one, bud. Hmm. I think, I and again, going back to Yvonne from Harvest, I'm shouting her out loads. But uh, she said to not be afraid of like, if we set out an agenda for a session, like don't be afraid to stick to it. Um, and I would be kind of someone that would just be like, oh, we'll just do that in the next one. Or whereas I tried to be really rigid. Like if I want, if if we said we were going to speak about something, me and Niall, if we said we were going to speak about something in the next session and we didn't, and then it was going down through it. And I was like, I was, I was confident enough. And I was like, right, no, I want to get this out of it. Mm. Um, that I'd be like, oh, Niall, actually, can we go to this next? Now we need to move on because we have this on the agenda. And that would never be me. I'd never, I'd just let things flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. as they go. Whereas I think when we had the, the opening session to kind of let us know how, how this program is going to work, I think it really just kind of structured it in my mind and I went into them a bit more structured. I guess you could say it made me a little bit more organized. <laughs> and have you like, has, have, has it helped you, I'm not going to say post-mentoring program, yeah. well yeah, post-mentoring, has, has it helped you in the kind of your day-to-day of the job? I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in terms of like having an agenda and knowing what you want to cover from a particular session, yes. Because that is something I found in Indonesia as well. And again, you're working with different cultures and stuff, but they're very laid back in Indonesia. So they could be like, oh, we'll talk about that next week. And I'm like, it's only Wednesday. We can talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah, could be like, yeah. we'll talk about that next week. And I'm like, but no, we're two days left in this week. Why don't we? So yeah, I, I think it just made me a bit more rigid in terms of, I am a person that likes to go with the flow, but now I'm, I'm particularly like, right, no, we need to get through this. But you also had, I mean, that, that's part of, of the mentoring program. You also had another mentoring session with a very important person in the a company. VIP. A VIP. <laughs> Conor McQuaid, who's the yes. CEO of Irish Stillers. Um, and, and you had an hour mentoring session with, with him. Yeah, that but, was amazing. Um, even I thought it was a half an hour. And then I remember they told me it was an hour. I was like, oh, <clears> my God. Uh, but no, it was it was really cool. So um, at our Global Ambassador Summit, of course, that's another kind of part of our learning on the program um, that happens every January. So back, is it? Yeah, just the one just gone uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. GAS 2020. Um, they launched, officially launched our mentoring program, Better Together. And as part of that, one of the prizes was a one hour mentoring session with Conor McQuaid. And I was lucky enough to win that. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I was really nervous. Mm. Um, I was delighted when they told me and then I was almost like, oh God, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but um, I'm delighted I did. And uh, yeah, it was great. So I like 
tried to go into it as prepped as I could but like again the mentee has to lead the conversation so I was like oh pressure and I just really kind of again sat down and was like what do I want to get out of this um but he was so lovely I was like at the first few minutes I was like oh caught off guard a little bit but then once I settled into it he just made me feel so at ease um, and the conversation just flowed and yeah he was full of nuggets of information um and advice i guess um that was a, i was just gonna ask what was or have you getting have you what was the biggest piece of advice you'd taken from that session with him um yeah there was loads uh one would probably be he, he said to always stay curious so throughout your career to never stop learning never stop reading um there's always something out there that you don't know mm-hmm. so no matter what position you get to in your career don't think you know it all because when you start to think that the wheels might start to come off but no in terms of just always keep trying to better yourself there's all there is always something out there that you can read that you might gain something from so always stay curious uh, but i think in particular for us on the program and we're looking ahead in our careers and we're looking at like, you know, where, what area do we want to go into? What path do we want to go down? He said that don't be too focused on uh, vertical moves in a hierarchy because sometimes a horizontal move across a, um, mm. an, organi- an organization's hierarchy can be just as beneficial. Um, and I think for us, sometimes we can fall into that trap of like, we're constantly looking up because we're on a graduate program and the next step is naturally off the program and kind of up in our career. Yep. So again, don't kind of lose sight of what's happening either side of you. Don't always be looking at, at moves up a hierarchy that uh, in terms of a move to a similar role that's still on your level can offer you like a wealth of new experiences and skills and that look we, we bring it back to the graduate program and you we, we talk about the experience you get which is and your first example of a completely different culture yep. and sometimes those horizontal moves could be to another country exactly and the value you will get from working in a different culture understanding a different market can bring almost way more than going vertically without understanding the, exactly. the, the other markets so great piece of advice from mm-hmm. Colin. fantastic yeah I guess talking about, look, you've had two great mentors. We're launching the mentoring session this year at GAS. Will you be a mentor? I'm sorry. Yeah, will you be a mentor? <laughs> will you? I thought you were going to say something else today. I'm Marry me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> joking. Um, oh, yeah, yeah same. <laughs> Put the um, ring away, Shane. Put the ring away. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I'll definitely. <laughs> 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 Yes, Fudge. Um, no, yes, I'll definitely be on the mentoring program. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Sorry to, to disappoint. Sorry to disappoint. Like, are you excited? Like to, to, to kind of, I guess, ex- bring your experience from you know Connor and and um, Niall to someone else. Or yeah, bring definitely, your, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I just see how beneficial it has been for me and how much I recall on the little things that they've taught me, um, and to be able to pass that on to someone else. Yeah, definitely. Do you hope to get anything from being a mentor? Again, I think it's just like I said at the start, it was kind of framing that mentor-mentee relationship for me in my head Mm. um, and putting a bit of structure on it. So it'll be nice to see it from the other side, I guess, and like let the mentee kind of lead where they want to go with it and what they want to get out of it. Mm. Um, And again, it's just a chance to like practice my you know, this is our agenda, this is <laughs> my organisational skills. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, I think it's just it's just seeing it from the other side um, and, and helping someone, I guess. Look, 
there's other, other peer-to-peer learning on the program as well like you know on the job is probably one of the most biggest things you're yeah. the manager and the trade that you work with and then of course we have the whatsapp group too yeah. which is our staying connected whatsapp group and you know you talk about there that you learn so much from being in touch with other brand ambassadors and that's how we stay in touch w- with each other you know it, Absolutely, it's yeah. throwing suggestions into the whatsapp group giving you know michelle a big whoop whoop she loves the whoop whoop um, but yeah like we, we do have other ways to learn from peer peer to peer not just through the mentoring session but you know we're constantly learning from one each other from yeah. one another and that is that's a massive resource for me especially when i was so far away um in indonesia you just and that's the name of the whatsapp group i don't mean to sound cheesy but that is it's staying connected um, and that's exactly what it did especially when I was so far away um, and I'm constantly writing in that saying guys does anyone ha- has anyone done this kind of activation before that could give me some ideas examples uh, just to even give an example um, for St. Patrick's Day in mm. March that we're looking ahead to in 2022 I'm working on the plans for, with the Philippines team at the moment and we're looking at doing like a streetwear collaboration and I know that so many markets have done some amazing streetwear collaborations so I was on to Nadine in Uganda and she sent me over some um, photos and stuff so yeah I've gotten and uh, Alan in Kenya and a few other people so yeah it's, it's like pulling on those examples because there's amazing stuff happening in other markets we're not we don't just have to operate on our own, you know no, what I mean? Exactly. Paula, thank you very much for, for we're not finished yet with yes. some quick fire questions, <laughs> but I do want to thank you for, I guess, your insights into the peer-to-peer learning no and staying connected. It's always great to hear firsthand of what you can learn through the program, through those, you know, initiatives that, that are set up as part of this in your own success. Yeah. Okay, Paula, some okay. quick fire questions to finish off the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Question one, one word people would use to describe you? Oh, chatty. Married, maybe? <laughs> to you. Sorry, no. engage, engage, <laughs> and then marry. <laughs> um, say a word in another language. Makasi means thank you in Indonesian. Or Bahasa. Did you learn much Bahasa, actually? A little bit. Sedekit, sedekit. No, well, small bit. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> small bit, so small saying bit. it to me, I'm, I'm not going to go, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, one place you want to travel to next. I'd have to be the Philippines. <laughs> Fair. I don't think you have a choice in that one no. either. <laughs> I'm heading there. Three words to describe the Jameson International Graduate Program. Okay, so I don't know if this is a bit of a cop-out answer, but can I say an amazing experience? I mean, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's a good one. I like that one. And favourite part of your job? Oh, it's definitely meeting people, the people that I've met through the program and in Indonesia and along the way. Definitely. Lovely. I think people is quite a popular one, which our job, to be fair, is revolved. The industry is revolved around people, do you know? Mm, exactly. And then two questions, top of the head. One favourite memory thus far on the programme? Ooh. Um, I'd have to say induction. Uh, mm. When we first came onto the programme, I just feel like you're walking into a room and it's so exciting and you're like, where are you going? I'm going here. And what are you? Yeah. So I just think those whole four weeks, mm were just so immersive and so um, fun. Yes, I, I would agree. It's great. It's, look, it's great meeting people who are f- your friends with still to exactly. this stage, you know? Yeah. And no matter how far in the world you are, you still kind of meet up and you've got gas exactly. and, you know, it's lovely. We just had such a laugh. And final question, someone's thinking of applying to the programme, but they're, they're, like, whether they're worried about the video or they're a bit on the fence, what would you say to them? Oh, do it. Do it. Um, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a no, it's a no. Like, just do it. If you, you don't apply, it's still it, a no. Exactly. Do you know, because you haven't applied. Exactly. Whereas if you do apply, it could always be a yes. Um, and I, I'm proof of that. I waited for a few years after college, sat on the idea, toyed with the idea, and eventually did it, and I don't regret it at all, so. 
Well, Paula, thank you very much for joining us today. It was thank a pleasure you. having you in the studio. Best of luck when you go to the Philippines. Thanks. You're going to be absolutely amazing. I have no doubt. Will you come visit me? Uh, well... When we're married, eh? you'll have to. Well, can we get married like, you know, in like an <laughs> island somewhere along the Philippines? Like, yes. Real exotic. Yes. Uh, no, Paul, I want to thank you very much for coming to the studio and talking to us today. Thanks. And from all of us here in Collaborative Studios and the Jameson Graduate Programme, we will talk to you next time. And thanks so much to Paula. On the next episode, we'll have Tendai O'Connor, who will be talking to us about a sustainable mindset. See you next time.